Welcome to Seeking God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Talking about in the last days that there will be a great, strong delusion. A great delusion. Where the truth will be deluded. The Antichrist, the son of perdition, the man of sin, that opposes all that is God or that it's called God, so that he as God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, is not an iron in a physical brick and mortar temple, it is a naos. That's the spiritual temple. That's what Jesus stated there in John 2:19, when he said, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. And of course the Jews responded, 46 years were they in building this temple and you're gonna raise it up in three days. But Jesus spake of the temple, naos, not a physical brick and mortar temple, but the temple of his body. That's a naos, exactly what Paul states to the second letter at Thessalonica in the second chapter, that, that that Antichrist, the son of perdition, the man of sin, set it in the temple of God. Now, we're not looking for a brick and mortar temple. Everything that is deemed to be the truth in mainline Protestant Christianity, we're going to find as a spiritual significance that only is revealed to those of a pure heart. They shall see God. The wise shall understand these things. But Paul spoke in Corinthians to the church and said he spoke wisdom to them that are perfect. Now, perfect are the ones that are striving for that mark, for the prize, pressing on toward it, striving to enter in at the straight gate. They're not satisfied with the status quo. They know there's more in the Word of God. And they know that they're pressing toward that mark of perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man. That is the only body of Christ in fullness image of Jesus that will be his at his coming. Jesus will present to himself a glorious church without spot, without blemish, perfect in all her ways. The bride has made herself ready. Now, to do that requires us to be obedient unto righteousness, which is that work of the Holy Ghost in us, bringing us and guiding us and leading us into all truth, not partial truth, all truth. And that is in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it. That's the sign. That's the Tav. That's the seal. The seal's a sign and signified it by his angel under John. John there in Revelation 10 is the body of Christ that must again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. The as, as a type of the body of Christ in the spirit of Elijah unto perfection, full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in the body of Christ that are weaned from the milk and a full age on the meat of the word of God, having their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. The righteous understand that. The wicked cannot understand it because they think this one verse, Charlie, they just simply 
gave their heart to Jesus and they think they're saved, which is the furthest thing from the truth there is. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth because they didn't search and deep and found that rock. They didn't find not only the person of Jesus, that he is the Father revealed, but also the work of the ministry that he will do in the last days in judgment. Judgment laid to the line and righteousness to the plummet. Now, many ministers are turning to that truth, seeing that there's more in the word of God and have contacted us. You know, we have over a thousand ministers there in Africa alone, not counting India, not counting Pakistan. There, we see there is a great move of the Holy Ghost that is moving on the true ministers of God and the believers to come into the present proceeding word of God. Now, it is and behooves us to understand that we don't put our faith in miracles or what we see in signs, as Jesus stated, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. They're not seeking for the giver of all gifts, Jesus Christ. They're seeking for the sign. And we need to seek Jesus rather than the signs of, and that is the signs that will be in the last days that the Antichrist will have power to do in sorcery. Now notice that God's allowing it. We're going to see that in 2 Thessalonians 2. But it's all through the Word of God. We find that Daniel tells us that this little horn will speak great things against the Most High God. He's going to forecast his devices and prosper. Arms will stand on his part. He will have many signs and wonders. And that will deceive the people and the world will wonder after the beast. We see that in the book of the Revelation. Who's able to make war with him? They will understand that and think that he is the Messiah in a false ideology, a false Christ, but so close to the real Christ that if it were possible, the very elect would be deceived. But how? How could it possibly even deceive the very elect of God, the church of the living God? Now, Let's take a look at what Jesus stated. In Matthew 24, Jesus breaking down exactly what will befall the people in the last days. And he states, there shall be great, great tribulation. We're going through the great tribulation. Now some of these uh, uh, that have looked on just surface, surface deep, sand doctrine, just take for granted that there is a pre-tribulation rapture. But when on examining the word in the depth, find that Jesus comes immediately after the tribulation of those days to gather his, to gather his elect. That's Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. Stated very simply. Paul says the same thing in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. And they are told that this 
ideology of escaping the Great Tribulation, that it's not essential for salvation. You can believe any way you want to, as long as you believe in Jesus, you're saved. But that's not what the Word of God states. There's so many different ways that we can miss the mark. And if we miss that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, then we do not have entrance into the kingdom of heaven. We must strive, pressing toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded, always pressing toward that mark. The kingdom of God suffers violence, the violent take it by force. They're not satisfied with status quo. They want more. They want to come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. And those that are always pressing toward that mark, staying in the present truth and the preceding word of God, God says, these are the ones that are perfect. As many as be perfect will be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. Paul states it in the Philippians 3, that he wrote 14 books of the New Testament out of 27 books and said and stated that Paul himself was not already perfect yet. Neither had he already attained, but he told us what to do. Reaching forth of those things which are before, beginning those things which are behind, trying to apprehend that which is apprehended of Christ Jesus, always pressing toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's the mind we must have, which is the mind of Christ. There, in Matthew 24, Jesus talks about this time, a time before the coming of the Lord and are gathered together to him, the so-called rapture, the hapadzo, when we're caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Notice that he says, uh, those days there, if any man say unto you, lo, here is Christ. Here's an anointing. Or there, believe it not. Don't believe it. Why? He tells us why. Matthew, that 24, verse 24, for there shall arise false Christ. These are false anointings. How deceptive will it be? These false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs, not just little signs, great signs and wonders. Now, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, will always confirm his word, Hebrews 2 tells us, with signs, divers miracles, wonders and gifts of the Holy Ghost. He will, always has, and always will. These, well, this, these signs shall follow them that believe. Notice, the signs follow them. They don't follow the signs. The signs follow them that believe in my name, Jesus said. Well. That's exactly what we're to do is preach the word of God and God will confirm his word and signs follow thus that believe. We don't follow the signs because when we do that, instead of the uh, author of all things, the Jesus Christ, the author of our faith, then we mess up and we jump track. We mess the mark. And he warns us there, Matthew 24, 24, he states it. There shall arise false Christs and false prophets. That's in the last days. There will be many false prophets. John says the same thing in 1 John 4, 1 through 4. 
And he goes on and says, Jesus said, there shall rise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. How great. Insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And he tells us, don't go after him. They say he's in the desert. Go not after him. He's in the secret chambers. Don't go after him. Don't go seeking those signs. Don't go after those uh, false anointings. Don't go after those false prophets. They're going to speak great words against the Most High. Take a look at Daniel 8. Notice what it says there. That he states there at Daniel 8 that the people there are deceived by peace. Most that follow the Lord Jesus Christ says that Jesus came on the earth that to send peace, not a battle with confused noise, but peace. And Jesus said, you think that I come to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. Notice the cherubim of glory. In Genesis 3.24, said at the east end of the garden of God, and a flaming sword turning ever which way to keep the way of the tree of life. Jesus said that sword, I came not to send peace on the earth, but rather a sword. That sword there is to set a man at variance. The father against the son, mother against the daughter, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. And uh, those enemies, your enemies will be those of your own household. He warned us of that. And it's through this peace doctrine that he's going to deceive many, but it's going to be confirmed with these sorceries, these signs, miracles, and lying wonders. So, in so much that they will, if it were possible, deceive the very elect. Notice in... Daniel 8, the Antichrist is working, but not in his own power. He's getting his power from the old dragon, the serpent, the scorpion, the devil. And it states that, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. He he shall destroy wonderfully, that's some wonders, and shall prosper and practice. This is the Antichrist. And shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. That's the people of God. Notice that the very next verse, there in 25, as we mentioned, and through his policy. This is what he's preaching. This is what he's proclaiming as the truth. His policy, through his policy, also he shall cause craft to prosper. In his hand, the craft there is his own seducing spirits and his policy that he is problem, uh, preaching and proclaiming to be the truth. And he shall magnify himself in his heart. He speaks of himself. People love that. When you speak of him that sent him, then there's no unrighteousness in him. But he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But people like that. They like that someone that itself, uh, what they call in confidence, and lift it up himself, and boast of the things which he possesses. 
And Jesus said that things that are highly exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Here's the epitome of it. He's magnifying himself in his own heart and by peace, as his message, shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, and that's a capital P, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, but he shall be broken without hand. Notice that it's in that, that's Daniel 8. Daniel 11, he goes on and states that, that he's going to do according to his will. He is going in Daniel 11, 36, and the king shall do according to his will, the Antichrist, and he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every God. People love that. And we find the same thing in 2 Thessalonians 2. Paul stated that. He's going to oppose all that is God or that is worship, so that he as God setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, capital G-O-D. And he shall speak, back to Daniel 11, verse 36, and shall speak marvelous things. Those are perverse things that are not of faith, but seemeth right to a man in the exaltation of the flesh. Not the spiritual truth, where you crucify the flesh with the affections of the lust. No, he's going to lift it up. He's going to lift up the flesh. And the world will love that. They love when a man boasts himself of himself and prospers of the things which he possesses, then the world exalts that one. But Jesus said, he that will seek to save his life is going to lose it. But who that he that will lose his life for the gospel's sake will find it. You have to mortify the deeds of the flesh. You can't exalt the flesh. And that's exactly what this Antichrist does. And Jesus said, those that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust to do the will of God. That is very simple, that to do the will of God requires us to walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And Jesus stated in Matthew 7 that those that, that do not do the will of God will not have entrance into the kingdom of heaven, though they call him Lord, Lord. And that is a striking, profound revelation. And they will profess. Notice they say, look, we've done many wonderful works in your name, Jesus. And in your name, we've cast out devils. We've worked in the power of God. We cast out devils and we prophesied in your name. Jesus didn't say, no, you didn't. Yes, they did. The only thing is they did not do the will of God. They didn't crucify the flesh with the affections of their lust and find the purpose and will of God for their individual lives. And because they didn't, even though they were born again, as far as little children goes, knowing that he is the Lord, that he is the father of glory, that he, Jesus states, they, that, do not do the will of God in crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. Doing the will and purpose of God will not have entrance into the kingdom of God. Jesus will say, I never knew you. Apart from me, you that work iniquity, lawlessness. 
there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, this is only to the ones that have the understanding and want truth. The rest are going to say, well, everybody's going to heaven. Don't worry about it. Everybody's going to heaven. You just believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you're going to make heaven, which is not the case. But those that have wisdom, speaking to those that are perfect, always pressing toward that mark, realize that there is that full measure of the statue of Jesus that must be obtained. And that is why the body of Christ is coming together, not as a local church, but as the corporate body of Christ in heaven and in earth, the first church and assembly of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. Jesus has warned us about this in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, and states it in Matthew 24, 24. They're going to sow great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, they'd deceive the very elect. That's exactly what Daniel's saying. Daniel, in the book of Daniel, says that this Antichrist shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods. That's the Lord God Almighty. And shall prosper. How long? Till the indignation be accomplished. For that that is determined shall be done. Now notice, he's not going to regard the God of his fathers, the true God, Jesus Christ, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God. He's going to exalt himself above all that is called God. For he shall magnify himself above all. He speaks of himself. And notice he's going to forecast his devices and prosper. He's going to divide the prey and the spoil among the people. They're going to love him. And uh, arms are going to stand on his part to the point where the world's going to say, who can make war with the beast? Somebody says, well, you, do you have to be uh, baptized in the name of Jesus to work miracles? We had a question there. That was asked. No, they weren't baptized in the name of Jesus. They not even called by the name of Jesus for as many as been baptized in Christ have put on Christ. God will allow and grant these strong delusion. It's God sending it. That's the thing. They don't want the true God and eternal life. God's going to give them the desire of their heart. And unfortunately, it will cost them their soul. We see it a little bit in the book of Acts in the former reign. We see that in uh, Acts, the eighth chapter. We find uh, Acts 8 in the eighth chapter, uh, verse 9, that there was a certain man called Simon, which before times uh, in the same city used sorcery. Now, sorcery is black magic. It is uh, uh, magic that is controlled by evil spirits. But it's not to glorify God. It's to glorify themselves. That's the difference. A man that tells you, I can heal the sick. I can cleanse the leper. I can raise the dead. I, 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 I. Watch that. He's speaking of himself, seeketh his own glory. But when he gives glory to the Lord Jesus Christ and said, I can do nothing. Just as Jesus said in the days of his flesh, all that I see the Father do, that I do. The glory was to the Father. Always. Jesus was glorified in the Father, the Father glorified in the Son. And there Jesus stated, these things that I do, 
there. Yeah, the words that I speak, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He's the one doing the works. Give God the glory. But this one's going to claim all the glory and magnify himself, and the world loves that. And because he exalts himself above all, the world will think, look at the prosperity this Antichrist has. They'll think he's the true Christ. And this man here, he magnified himself. He was a certain man called Simon. The book of Acts, 8 chapter, verse 9, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, himself. They always exalt themselves. You have to watch that. To whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. <laughs> they love that when he, in the self-exaltation, has deceived the people. And to him they had regard, because that of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries, black magic. And, of course, that will not stand in the true Holy Ghost. We're going to see the same thing again. We're going to see the same again in Acts there, the former reign in Acts 13 chapter. And we find that there was a first false prophet, a sorcerer. Here's again, black magic again. And we find that in Acts 13 and verse 6. And when they had gone through the isle of Paphos and found a certain sorcerer. Look, notice the works they're doing. A false prophet, not giving Jesus the glory. A Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. Bar is Chaldean for son. Hmm. Bar-Jesus, a son of Jesus. That's a false Messiah. Who is Jesus? Jesus is God himself, the father of glory. But he's saying son of Jesus, bar Jesus. Those that understand one God doctrine understands that that is a false doctrine even revealed in his name, bar Jesus. That is Chaldean, bar son of Jesus. That is Jesus Christ. They don't believe as a father come in the flesh. They don't think he's a father. They think he's the son of God, the second person of the Godhead that's come in the flesh. That's a bar Jesus. Which this bar Jesus, false prophet, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergus, Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the sorcerer, for so is his name, by interpretation, withstood them. The false prophets will always withstand the truth. Always. They will stand the one God message. They'll withstand, withstand the Jesus only doctrine of Christ, that Christ is every office of the Spirit. They will always withstand that. Seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. There we find that Paul stood in the Holy Ghost. But notice 
that it's happening even in the former rain. It's happening in the former rain. Well, take a look at 2 Thessalonians. Paul told us exactly before the second coming of Jesus. In 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, talking about the day of Christ and are gathering together unto him, the rapture, the harpazo, catching up to meet the Lord in the air. He's saying that day's not going to come until there come a falling away first. Now notice, he tells us exactly what Daniel said in Daniel 8, Daniel 11, about this little horn, exalting and magnifying himself above all that is called God, above every God, against the God of gods. And he's magnifying himself. He's lifting up himself. People love that. Well, 2 Thessalonians, that second chapter, I'm reading verse 1. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. That's the rapture, my friend. There's not seven different raptures. There's one catching up the, of the saints of God to meet the Lord in the air. And they will, so shall we ever be with the Lord. There's not seven different raptures, three different raptures. Uh, there is one catching up of the saints of God into heaven at the last trump. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall all be changed a moment until we come up with the eye. At the last trump, we're changed. Then there will be a change of the rapture. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. That is, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. The dead in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, there is truth. There's another revelation that we're changed. There is a different time, an expanse there, that from 1 Corinthians 15, 51, the change, and caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. There is a time there that the Lord will work. Blessed be he that comes, waiteth, and cometh to the thousand three hundred five and thirty days, forty-five days longer than the thousand two hundred ninety, when the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination set up. But blessed be he that waiteth, and cometh to the thousand three hundred five and thirty days. And that's what we're talking about there. That's for another podcast or broadcast there for you. But we want to see that this devil, this people fallen him, these false prophets are using sorcery, but they are so strong and so much in great greatness that if it were possible to see the very elect of God, the church of the living God, the true people that follow God in truth. And he says, they're gathering together unto the Lord Jesus Christ, that you be not soon shaken in mind or troubled neither by spirit nor by word and by nor by letter as from us. That's what happened with the first letter. Paul talked about in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, that the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, trump of God, and that rapture, the harpazo. And they thought that the Lord was coming imminently any time, any day that he was coming. So he wrote a second letter to straighten that out to make sure they had the understanding. There will be a rapture. Sure there will. But there is an order to that, and he is addressing that in Second Thessalonians, the second chapter. And he says, 
I don't want you to be shaken by this letter from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. That's our gathering together unto him. And he says, let no man deceive you by any means. There's a deception there. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. That falling away is from the faith. It's not a once saved, always saved. There's a falling away of the faith. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 states that. The Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter days some, not all, thank God, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to these seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. How are they seduced? Through these works, these signs, miracles, and lying wonders that they do in these false prophets and these false anointings. And this deep, this dark, black magic that they're doing. And it's that deceptive. Those that are seeking after a sign will be deceived. Those that do know their Lord, that do know their God, will be strong and do exploits, exploitations, things that have never been done before. He goes on and says that at, there will be a falling away first, just as Paul told Timothy at first Timothy 4, verse 1. By seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Through these seducing spirits. And that's what is. And we have to be very diligent and make sure that we do not follow the signs, that the signs follow the believers. We don't seek after a sign. And he says that there comes a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. You're not gone. You're not raptured out before then. Who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, so that he as God, capital G-O-D, sitteth in the temple of God, capital G-O-D, and that temple is not an iron or a physical temple on the mount that everyone thinks has to be built again. It does not have to be built again. Not a physical temple. It uses... Uh, the Greek word naos, which is the spiritual temple. That's the reason you see Satan's seat there in Revelation 2 in Pergamos, where Satan's seat is, where Satan dwelleth, right in the church, as Paul stated in Acts 20, 29. Immediately after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock, who among you, among the church members, will bring in perverse things. Second Peter, the second chapter, verse 1 through 3 says, they'll bring in damnable heresies, denying the only Lord God. That's exactly what they're doing. They don't give God the glory. They give themselves the glory. And also that, uh, that epistle of Jude states the same thing. These uh, men are foreordained to condemnation, turning the grace of our Lord Jesus into lasciviousness. The grace that reigns through righteousness, through that one God revelation, the revelation of Jesus, because grace comes at the revelation of Jesus Christ. They bring me in perverse things, denying the only Lord God. Well, this is exactly what's happening here. Paul's warning us that this we need to have and give attention to there, this true doctrine of Christ and Take a full warning that 
Some of us will be delivered up to be afflicted and shall kill you. They're going to cast you out. John 16. Jesus said, I have forewarned you, you should not be offended. Time's going to come. They're going to cast you out of the synagogues and out of the churches. Yeah, the time cometh that whosoever kills you will think that it is God a service. Why? Because they have not known the Father nor me, that Jesus is the Father revealed. They don't understand the true doctrine that there is only but one God. Jesus is the manifest God, the only one person of God, not a trinity. And only those that know that truth will be sealed in the apocalyptic signaling of Revelation 7. The servants have got in their forehead. There, he says, that temple, Paul uses the word, not Aaron, not a physical temple rebuilt again on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. But he uses uh, that naos, spiritual temple. There, that Satan is among the church. Perverse things have come in within the church. Speaking these damnable heresies, Second Peter, second chapter, verse one through three, denying the only Lord God, and whose damnation is just and slumbers not is at the door. Notice he says here, he exalts himself that all that is called God or that is worship, so that he as God setteth in the temple, that spiritual temple of God. This will be through the whole world. He'll deceive the whole world, not just on Temple Mount, but the whole world. That he that said it in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. How? He's forecasting his devices and prosper. He's literally prophesying. He's causing crap to prosper. Daniel tells us that. Arms stand on his part. All the uh, nuclear weapons are on his part. And there he speaks of himself. He divides the prey and the spoil among the people. They love him. And because of that, he's speaking peace when there is no peace. And he deceives many by it. He goes on and says, Remember you not, Paul said, when I was with you, I told you these things, the true things of faith, the true faith of God. Faith is the substance of things so far. Paul said, I told you these things. I've already told you. And he said, and now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed what in his time. That's not the revelation of Jesus. That's the revelation of the Antichrist that we haven't had the Lord revealed yet because the devil is coming on the scene and he is God. That is in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. And there will be a great warfare that all the fullness of the power of Satan against the fullness of the power of God when God raises up a standard against him and be the, the battle of all ages coming to an end. And we will stand by faith. And it says, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Well, the mystery of God, and says Christ in you, the hope of glory. What's the mystery of iniquity? Lifting up the devil that is manifest in his body. Not Christ in you, the hope of glory, which is the mystery of godliness, the God life, that God was manifest in the flesh. What do we have here? We have the dragon given this man of sin his seat and great authority. And notice it's within the church in Pergamos, Revelation 2. 
And he says, the mystery of iniquity doth already work, that mystery of lawlessness. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken away. That's not the Holy Ghost. That's not the saints of the living God. That's the civil government. That's all that stands for good in the governments of God built upon civil government. Chaos will rule, and he will take the kingdom with flatteries. Thinking and taking it by peace. And the world will wonder after him, after the beast. Then shall that wicked, capital W, that's the wicked, that's the man of sin, capital W-I-C-K-E-D, then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Hmm. Watch it now. He's going to give us some very great insight as to what's happening at this time. We're still here. We're not raptured out. We're still here until the end. That's stated there, point blank, in Matthew 28, 19. Jesus said, Go ye into all the world, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever command you, baptizing them in the name, singular, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That name is Jesus Christ, carried out by Peter on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, 38. And lo, I'm with you always. Not, well, seven years before, or three and a half years in the middle of the tribulation, I'm with you always, even to the end. Even to the end of the world. Amen. That means that the Lord is with us, even to the very end of all, in Revelation 19, when the armies of heaven come there, and that coming of the Lord, and he appears, and we meet the Lord in the air. That's exactly what Paul is talking about. And our catching together, of the saints of God up in the air, the gathering of the saints of God to the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and he states, even him, this is this wicked one, even him, Satan, this man of sin, the son of perdition, Satan revealed, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. With what? With all power, get that, with all power and signs, you're looking after a sign, will be deceived. With all power and signs and lying wonders. Jesus stated it. He's going to speak great things, uh, just as Daniel said, Matthew 24, 24. False Christ, false prophets shall arise and show great signs and wonders. Great signs, not small, great signs and wonders. And this is exactly what's happening here. And the church of living God that know that we lift up our Lord Jesus Christ and not ourselves. We don't magnify ourselves. We don't speak of us. We speak of him that sent us. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. That's a key. But he that speaketh of him that sent him, that is, as Jesus said, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. Well, that, if we believe not, uh, and speak not of ourselves, but we speak of him that sent us, that sent him, sent Jesus Christ. That's the Father of glory revealed in a body of flesh, the Son of God, the Father revealed, lifting up that God, 
our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father revealed in the body of flesh, called the Son of God. Speaking of that, there is no unrighteousness in him. That's how you know. And that's how we try the spirits to see whether they are of God or not, because many false prophets are entered into the world, even back then in 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4. Here's how you try the spirits. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ, the Spirit, Christ, the Father of glory, that self-existent eternal Spirit of God that is now in us, is come in the flesh and is still coming in the flesh. Is come is a present imperfect tense. Not has come. Is come. Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, that is the Spirit of the Father, Spirit of the Son, only one Spirit. Not two persons in the Godhead, only one. That Spirit, Jesus Christ, is that Spirit. Now the Lord is that Spirit. And Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son. Why? Because the Son is crucified, died, buried, rose again, glorified for the Father's own self, and that same Jesus whom He crucified, Acts 2, 36, God hath made Him, that man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. And we find that in Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts into our hearts, whereby we cry, I have a Father. There's only one Spirit there. The Lord is that Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. There's not another. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that's how we try the spirits. 1 John 4, verse 1 through 3. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is that Father, Word, the Holy Ghost, God Almighty, that Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is come in the flesh, is still coming in the flesh, is of God because that's a present imperfect tense, is come. It hadn't been perfected yet. It's still in operation today. Jesus Christ is still coming in the body there, making up that body of Christ, which is uh, that church of the living God. He's still coming in flesh. Any spirit that doesn't confess that, that one spirit of God, Jesus Christ is that spirit, the father of glory. He is the Lord of glory is that spirit of Antichrist. That Jesus Christ is not coming to flesh is that spirit of Antichrist, which is already in the world. John said so. Well, that is exactly what Paul is stating here. So don't go after the signs. Let the signs follow you. We don't glory in that. We glory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Even when they went out and they came back to Jesus after he told them, go out, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. They came back and said, Lord, the devils are subject to us through your name. And Jesus said, rejoice not in that the devils are subject to you in my name, but rejoice inasmuch as your names are written in the Lamb's book of life from the foundation world. That's what you rejoice over. And then he said, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. In other words, every time you cast out a devil, I saw Satan fall. Because it is Jesus Christ is come in the flesh and Jesus Christ is manifest in and through the body of Christ, revealing the Son of God in us. First John 5, 20, the Son of God is come. The Holy Ghost, the Father of glory is come and give us an understanding of him that is true. God Almighty, the Father himself. And we are in him that is true. We're in God. We're in that Father of glory. 
even in his son, Jesus Christ. Why? Because the son is the father revealed. This is the only true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols uh, and amen. The epistle uh, uh, John, 1 John 5, 20 ends. That is uh, the whole bottom line of the true faith, the true Christ, the true revelation of Christ right there. That the Son of God is the Father revealed. Who's in you? The Father's in you. You see that in Ephesians 4. There's one body, one spirit, in whom you're called and one hope of your calling. Only one spirit. Not a spirit with three persons, only one spirit. One person. In whom you're called and one hope of your calling. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God. The Father of us all who's above all, father of us all, and in us all. Hmm. That father is the son, which is Jesus Christ, glorified now with the father's own self. He is the Holy Ghost. That's, that is 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The, that first Adam was made a living, a quickened, a, I'm sorry, living soul. The last Adam, Jesus Christ was made what? A quickening spirit. A spirit that gives life, quickening. And that fat spirit dwells in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It shall also quicken or make alive your mortal body. So we can't be deceived. So what is it? What's the deception? Well, it's very plain. Paul said right here that God is sending it. The Lord, because you didn't give him the glory that he is the only God Almighty, the Christ, the one person of God. You didn't give him that glory. You were deceived and thinking there was three in a Godhead. And because of that, he said uh, that this working of Satan <clears throat> that is coming with all power, signs, and lying wonders, God himself doing it, watch the next verse, and with all deceivableness, of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because we did not want to give Jesus the glory of the Father, that he is the Father revealed. Righteousness is that Jesus is the Father. That's in John 16. Jesus said, I'll no more speak to you in Proverbs. I'll show you plainly the Father. I proceed from the Father, go back to him. He is the Father. He's not beside the Father. He's in the throne. All power in heaven and earth are given to him. Now the Father dwells in us. That's Christ. The Holy Ghost. Jesus is that spirit. There's only one spirit. Spirit of the Father, Spirit of the Son. One to say. Galatians 4, 6. There, God has sent forth the Spirit of the Son into our hearts whereby we cry, why? Cry, what? We cry, Abba, Father. All right? And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? Because they received not the love of the truth that, that, they might be saved. It's a salvation issue. He goes on and states, <clears throat> why? For this cause. That's the reason. The curse causeless will not come. Your own ways have procured these things unto you, Jesus said. Whatsoever you sow, that shall ye also reap. And he goes on and says, for this reason, for this cause, God shall send them that don't understand the Godhead and a false Christ 
or an antichrist, God shall send them strong delusion. Not just delusion, not the diluted the truth, watered down, but strong delusion. That they should believe a lie. What? That Jesus is somehow second person of the Godhead. He's not the Father. He's somehow subservient. And how? To the Father. He's not the same spirit. He's not equal with God. He thought it not a robbery to be equal with God, but then no, he's not. The Son of God is the Father revealed. That's the reason why Jesus stated in Revelation 3.21, to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's the place I prepare for you. But where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, a forever subtle state of glory, set down with my Father, in, not around, not beside, in his throne. Glorified for the Father's own self, and he is now that quickening spirit. <clears throat> there, Paul goes on and says, for this cause God Himself will send a strong delusion that they believe a lie. Why? He said uh, that they all might look at verse 12, that they all might be damned. Oh my goodness. We're talking salvation or hell here, heaven or hell. We're talking salvation or perishing here, one way or the other. That they all might be damned. Who received not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Righteousness is that Jesus is the Father. Glorified with the Father's own self. You see it in John 16. Faith, that faith there that whereby we're saved is through grace. Grace, we're saved by grace through faith. Well, that grace reigns through righteousness, but they have pleasure in unrighteousness. What is righteousness? It must be obeyed. Romans 6 says, to whom you yield your members as servants to obey him of the servants to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death, we did miss the mark, or of obedience unto righteousness. But these had pleasure in unrighteousness. They didn't want to give Jesus the glory of the Father because they did not know the Father that Jesus, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, Philip. How sayest thou then show us the Father? The words I speak, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. Houses permanently in me. A permanent abode, a permanent tabernacle. God's own flesh. Isaiah 43, 10. You are my witnesses, thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. God is that servant. But they don't understand that. Because of that. God's the one sending strong delusion that they all might believe a lie and be damned. Why? But had pleasure in unrighteousness, not understanding righteousness as revealed in John 16. Well, but, but Paul said, now look, we're bound to thank and thank God for better things for you because brethren, you are beloved of the Lord. How did God save us? Because God hath, how did he do it? From the beginning, chosen each one of us to salvation through what? Through sanctification of the spirit. Got to be sanctified holy. Crucify the flesh with the affections of the love. Don't build up 
the flesh. Don't build up the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. Don't love the world, because if you do, he says that I will send you strong delusion, God himself, and you'll believe a lie and be damned. And he states that there, that you're saved through salvation, through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. We must believe the truth of God. And that is a proceeding word. Well, I'll leave you with this thought. John saw it in Revelation. He saw truth cast to the ground. He saw this Antichrist prevailing against, against the saints of the Most High God for time, times, the abiding of a time, three, uh, three and a half years, 42 months of the Great Tribulation. But notice, he nails it and lets us see exactly what this false doctrine is. It prevails over the whole world. Look at Revelation. 16, verse 13. And he says very simply, and I'm reading it to you right out of the word of God, that those that believe in a trinity, some kind of mystery that will not give Jesus the glory of the Father because they have none of the Father nor him, John 16. They don't understand righteousness. They don't understand that grace reigns through righteousness and grace comes at the revelation of Jesus Christ first, Peter 1, they don't understand that, that we, and we're not condemning, we're wanting them to move to the truth. That's the reason we speak the truth. God there is called those that have that revelation to preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reproof, rebuke with all unsuffering. The word of God is probably for rebuke, reproof, rebuke, and correction. I want somebody to correct me if I'm wrong, and it's the Holy Ghost leading and guiding us, not some by biblical so-called scholar with a doctrine of divinity or PhD in theology telling me a false doctrine of a ecumenical council and synod centuries ago of somehow there's three persons in a Godhead, which the word of God never states it never will. There's a holy one. And Isaiah 43, 10 through 15 explains it just as plain as anything. There's only one God, Jesus Christ, the father of glory. He is that servant. He is that God made flesh. There's no way around it. There, he says in Revelation 16, 13, I'll leave you with this thought. And John said, I saw three. He sees three spirits. That's three persons in the Godhead. Three individual spirits, a tritheism, tritheism, a tritheist, or trinity. And he says, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth. That's what they preach. That's the mouth, not the oracles of God, but out of the mouth of the dragon. This is his doctrine. That's a false father. And out of the beast, that's the false son. That's why they all preach this same doctrine. And out of the mouth of the false prophet, a false Holy Ghost. What are they? For they are the spirits of devils doing what? Working miracles. Watch it. Don't be deceived. There's so many that when they say, oh, my Lord, I've been in this for 30, 40, 50 years. We've had uh, literal apostles and bishops that have 
started churches, eight, ten churches in Africa and many different various nations there that said, oh, I see this now. I must take this truth to the churches. Well, yes, because God's revealing that truth more so now than ever because he's showing judgment in the land to get us to return to the true and living God, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the Son of God, the Father revealed. There's only one spirit, and that is Christ, who is the spirit of the Father, the spirit of the Son, one of the same. You'll say that in 1 John 2.22. Who is a liar but he denied that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist. That has denied both the Father and the Son. Why? Because Christ is the Father, the invisible Spirit of God. Christ is the Son of God, who took on a body of flesh, came from the Father, the Father revealed, Emmanuel, God with us, in the earth, death, burial, and resurrection, and went back to that former glory as Spirit. The Son of God is that spirit now that's come in the flesh. Hmm. And that is what the Antichrist is, denying that Jesus is the Christ is an Antichrist, who's denied both the Father and the Son. To be born again, we must have that doctrine of Christ, that he is the only true God. You see that in 1 John 5, 1. Whosoever is born of God, who is it? Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, every office of the Spirit of God, but one Spirit, one person. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That's a, that's a requisite to be born again. Not just of the water and spirit. We must know who he is in the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth. What is that mouth? It's what they're preaching. Mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophets. These are what? These are spirits of devils working miracles. Now, somebody said, well, there's miracles. Yes, well, don't follow that miracle. Believe on him who has sent him, on the Father himself, Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Always has been God and always will be God. Don't go after the signs Go after the giver, God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, if this has been a witness of the Holy Ghost to your spirit, we'd love to work with you in the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus' only doctrine of Christ being one God, that Jesus' only doctrine, he is the blessed and only potentate, that is the Almighty, the Omnipotent, who only hath our mortality, dwelling in the light which no other man can approach into, nor see, nor can see. Jesus, only doctrine of Christ. If any man abide not in this doctrine of Christ, that he hath not God, 2 John 9. You believe it? Let's work together. There, please give me a call and leave a message. I'll get right back to you so we can work together and meet and work together in taking these nations to the real Jesus, the true and uh, real God Almighty, Jesus Christ. My country code is plus one. 903 area code 7464885 again plus one that's the area code uh it's country code i'm sorry area code 903 746 i'll look forward to hearing from you and leave a message i'll get right back to you so that we can meet and work together and bringing these nations into the true god and eternal life jesus christ or there's not another we're praying there that god will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us. 
that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that we may be, may be presented blameless, spirit, soul, and body. And here, well done, that good and faithful servant. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.